that Sean Payton will become the 19th head coach in the history of the Denver Broncos. Here's Stokely and Zach. All right, so how many draft picks did the Broncos have post-Sean Payton trade? And will that number change? After the Payton trade, Denver is now left with five draft picks for the upcoming NFL draft. Okay? Nothing in the first round. Nothing in the second round. Okay. Two picks in the third round. And they're back-to-back picks. All right. At uh, number 67 and number 68. And I feel like the Broncos were well, that's just... early third. Perfect. Yes, yes. Early third. Yes. Um, weren't the Broncos just in this situation when they... Was it the Drew Locke year? Drew Locke, um, Dalton Reisner. Dalton Reisner, bingo. Yes. Yeah, back uh, to back. Back to back. So here they are once again with the 67th pick and the 68th pick. The 67th pick, I believe, came from the Colts. Um... And then they have a four, their their own pick in the fourth round, their own pick in the fifth round. They have the Steelers pick in the sixth round. You remember who the Broncos traded for? No, it's Malik Reed. Wow! So forgot about him. That chicken the has come killer. home. The dream killer. <laughs> Good recall. Um, okay, so this is what you're dealing with. I mean, the, right. the roster for the Broncos right now is, you know, look at the whole spectrum of the league. Kind of, it's kind of okay. Kind of. Kind of average, right? Yeah, La- paying the price for the Russell trade last year, doing that, and and then we'll be we'll be done with that, pretty much. I mean, we'll, we're giving up our second round pick next year for Sean Payton, but whatever, we're going to have our own first rounder next year, right? So one more year of kind of still paying for the Russ trade here when it comes to draft capital that we gave away to Seattle. And it's a big one. I mean, it's the fifth overall pick, so. Uh, but it is what it is. We had to trade our, you know, our first round pick that we got for Bradley Chubb for Sean Payton. All good. Deep breath here. Plow through this thing. But but get some get some good players. Hopefully, you I mean, you can you can find some good players there in that third round, sixty seventh and sixty eighth pick. George Payton has got to hit this one out of the park. This is so important for this franchise moving forward. Uh, and you you saw the Rams, like in these types of situations, because, you know, their motto, F them picks, yep, right? Yep. And they, they were trading all their first rounders for Jalen Ramsey, all these guys, Matt Stafford, they never had a first rounder. So, uh, but they still were getting like Tyler Higby, really good tight end and, and some good offensive linemen that, that helped them out. So they were finding quality players that helped them out. That's what you have to do if you're George Payton. We're not, you know, you're not going to find a Von Miller probably there. You're not going to find a Hall of Famer, but find a starter. Yeah, you, find can, a, I mean, yeah. you can find really good players there, uh, certainly, and that's what you have to do. You can't swing and whiff. You can't just whiff on these picks. You can't. Can't be an Isaiah McKenzie, Brandon Langley, right. Carlos Henderson. You've got to hit, man. Yep. And if not, you, you need to get your stuff and, and get out of town. It's just like, I'm just, it's, it's like we are showing you grace. Greg Penner Seriously. is showing you grace. Yes. Okay. Yes. In this situation, he could have easily sent you packing along with um, Nathaniel Hackett. Package deal, boom. You know, two for one bus tickets, right? Uh, but he didn't. He's keeping you. You gotta pay him back, right? By making some of these picks count. Because if not, 
then you know what? What are we doing here? Right. We just we got to move on from you. That's just the bottom line. So don't have a lot of picks. You got to make them count. It's got to be a um, well. There's a couple starters on this football team that are picked in the f- uh, third round. Okay, talk to me. Baron Browning. Yeah. Quinn Miners. Yeah. Uh, Greg Dulcich. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I like that. See. And then, but then there's some, of course, that don't work out. McTelvin Ajim. Um. I, you do have that fourth round. Isaac, yeah, we, know, we know that's where the ballers are found. That's fourth round. Deshaun fourth Hamilton, fourth rounder. Um, Brandon Stokely. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me. Albert Okuwebunam. Yeah. Man, we've had some bad ones. Holy cow. There, some, bad, some bad draft picks. There has been. That have done nothing. That, that, have, that has done absolutely nothing. Like third round picks are like they have to produce somewhere for you. Like they don't have to be front line starters, but they got to have a role somewhere right. on your football team. And you're like McTelvin Ajim, like oh my god, Isaac Yadam, right? Third round pick, Carlos Henderson, Brandon Langley mentioned both of those guys, both third round picks. Wow. But then, but then, you can pick a Justin Simmons in the third round. Yeah. That was 2016, and I know you said you can't pick a Hall of Famer. I mean, you can. I, 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 know I know what you meant. I know what you meant. I know what you meant. And that, by no means, should be the expectation. Right. You know Joe Montana was picked in the third round? Didn't Kirk Cousins? That. Brian Westbrook was picked in the third round? Good good player, running back Eagles. Yep. The wide receiver I, I know where Steve he Smith? Went, I think I know where he went to school. Brian Westbrook? Yeah. You're usually pretty good at this. I don't know. I don't For some know. reason, it just came to me. Villanova comes to me. Check it out. I don't know. Ooh, uh, is that? Um, what? No, uh, up, up, up. What, what, do they even have a football he, team? Yes, they do. Wow. Yes, they do. I used to cover that football team. You know who else went to Villanova? And that, that is that is where he went. Yeah, he went to he wow. played at Villanova. I mean, how about some credit there? Uh, that's unbelievable. Give me knuckles. There we that's go. Un- Thank that's you. unbelievable Thank credit. You. Here's so another trivia question: uh-huh. What defensive player is in the Hall of Fame and is a household name? For Americans uh, and f- football fans, for sure, that uh-huh. played at Villanova, <sighs> and he's been on—he's a Hall of Famer—and he's been on pregame sets forever. Howie Long? Howie Long? No way! Yep. Wow! I would have never got that if you didn't tell me the TV set. I just thought about the first defensive guy. Yep. How about uh, Steve Smith, the wide receiver, most competitive right. dude of all time? Utah, third round pick. How about Jason Witten? Had a pretty good career. Tennessee Vol. How's, yeah. how's Travis Kelsey doing? Oh, third round pick. He's a Hall of Famer. How about uh, have you ever Best heard tight of, end ever right there? Have you ever heard of Marshall Yanda? I have offensive lineman um, from Iowa, I believe. I think uh, you're right. Baltimore the Ravens, Ravens, right? One of my my, of my teammates. Yep. 2013. We would ride to the stadium together. Me, Yanda, and Dallas Clark. I love it. How, uh, what, what kind of career did Frank Gore have? Oh. Is he a top five all-time leading rusher or no? Yeah, he is. Third-round pick. There we go. But you got to find him. How about Heinz Ward, Rondé Barber, John Lynch, all selected in the third round. So George Payton. Yeah. Here we go. Right. Find us those guys. We we don't need uh, McTelvin and James and the uh, Carlos Hendersons and the Brendan Langley. You can't have that this year. Can't have those guys. You need more of what um, that list that you were just going down. That's what you got to do. Does George Payton or do the Broncos make a trade? At some point before the draft for more picks. Yes. I think so. They love their picks. And it's kind of a reset year, too. Anytime you get a new coach, what do you usually do? You know, you're out with some of the older guys, and you're moving on from some of those guys. And so I do expect uh, probably that to happen. Yes, you're trying to change the culture. And, you know, it's, it's just part of the process. 
Do you think so? Yes. Yep. I, I don't think they're picking just five players. I don't. But we'll see. We'll see. How about this? Much like a trade or a player that you didn't draft, will we be watching another head coach over the next couple of years? Just to keep tabs. That's next. Reacting to the news that Sean Payton will become the 19th head coach in the history of the Denver Broncos. Here's Stokely and Zach. Plane, travel down to, I don't know, maybe Gainesville, get our ass whipped. <laughs> Listen to this crying on the way home. <laughs> this sounds familiar. 70. <laughs> oh, you were flying all so high. Oh, my goodness. Speaking of um, Louisiana, there was a quarterback who played at I think it was La Tech. Wasn't Carlos Henderson from La Tech? Remember they picked him in the third round? It was like Louisiana Technical Institute. Just La Tech. Louisiana Tech. La Tech. Luke McCown. Remember Luke McCown, the quarterback? Yeah. I think he played at La Tech, I think. Um, He played in the NFL for like a long time as a backup, though. Yeah, he has a brother. Josh. Yes. Right? Brothers. And whose son was at CU this past year. That's right. Yes, that's right. Um, Luke McCown jumped on Twitter and said, um, quote, I've said before, and you can't say it about every coach, Sean Payton will win four more games just because he's the coach. He's that kind of a difference maker in his approach to the game and how he structures his game plan, calls, plays, feels the game, and understands his team, end quote. Love it. Wow. Just assigning four games. Why? Wow, that's a big number. Uh, Big number. And this guy would know. Played the position. Yep. And I guess he played under. I mean, played yeah, with yeah, the Saints. Yeah, he was a backup yeah. for the Saints. So. And especially when you're replacing incompetence, it's not just who he is, it's who you're replacing. Maybe they can go from five wins to nine wins. Maybe. Um, I said going into uh, the last break, much like a trade or player that you didn't draft, will we be watching another head coach over the next couple of years? Just to keep tabs. Sure we will. We've done this the last six years with, with, with examples like what? What comes to mind? That we have, uh, well, I mean, keeping tabs on, on things like, like yeah, you're like looking a at player Drew Locke. that you didn't draft. Drew Locke. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, you know, Drew Locke, we just you know didn't keep him and traded him to the Seahawks. Let's take a look at him and um, who else? What do you else? I think like Josh Allen has been like maybe the lowest yeah. hanging fruit example. Like, yeah. man, he was right here. You didn't draft him and now he's killing it. Um, Devin Bush was another one. Yeah, when the Broncos had the tenth overall pick, traded back to I think twenty or nineteen or twenty or something. It's like, oh, you could, you needed an inside linebacker. Micah Parsons, this uh, last draft or two drafts ago, I suppose. Yeah, two drafts ago, you went Pat Sertan instead of Micah. Yep, stuff like that happens all the time in pro sports, and especially for what we do. It's like kind of fun to keep an eye on what you did and what you didn't do. Will we be keeping our eye on D'Amico Ryan's? And the success or the lack thereof in Houston. Well, Marilat will be for sure. We know that. 
I told him last week when you were gone, he came in here, the way that we started the show, no joke. He's like, I said, how you doing today, James Maryland? He's like, I'm doing great now that I'm taking my victory lap. Oh. I said, oh. for what? Is that, well, that was the day oh. D'Amico was emerging as the right. top I said, you can take the lap, just don't sprain your ankle. Right. And that ankle is swollen. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll be watching. I don't like to play this game, with, uh, especially when it comes to coaches, because your situation has a lot to do with it. And, you know, if D'Amico Ryans and company, say they draft a quarterback at two this year, that quarterback turns out to be great. Well, now he, he could be there for a decade plus. Well, if that quarterback turns out to be a bust, now he's there, you know, three, four years at the most. Now he's gone, uh, and, and he looks like a bad coach. So we will play the game, though, uh, but I, I don't like to play it when it comes to coaches. I think your situation does have a lot to do with it. Of course. Uh, and so, but we'll be looking. We'll be watching, certainly, to see how he handles himself how he is as a first-time head coach. Um, I'm glad we didn't go down that road. Just too much unknown. And he might be a fine head coach. Like some of these first-timers, everybody has to start somewhere. Yep. That just wasn't for us this year. It just wasn't. We just couldn't do that again. I'm glad we didn't. And now our curve, um, you know, is, is much, much less. We, we we know what we're getting. You know, like you keep saying, the floor is higher. Yeah. With with Sean Payton, so but yeah, we'll be we'll be following D'Amico Ryan's down there. He's hopefully he does good. Hopefully they both do good. You know, it can be one of those trades where it's a win win trade. Right. We didn't trade anybody, but hey, they got a good coach. We got a good coach, and and both teams uh, did a good job. What was the most recent example of a, like a win win uh, that happened this past uh, uh, year? Didn't it? Um... <sighs> a win win what trade? NFL or... trade. Yeah, no, I should. I, I, sh- I shouldn't even have brought it up. <laughs> Kister said Bradley Chubb. No, that was a Broncos win yes. and the Dolphins loss. And a, a rare Broncos 2022 win. Rainer, like, ever. Of course you would trade Bradley Chubb for Sean Payton. Um, he, despite the Pro Bowl status, I know he's going to the Pro Bowl. He had eight sacks. I think he ranked 30th in the NFL in sacks. I guess if you're sending Tyler Huntley, all bets are off. Two touchdowns, three interceptions, Tyler Huntley. That still Pro doesn't Bowl. make sense. I don't know what. I, like, do we have any, like, who votes on that? Like at, at a certain point, it ought to be like uh, coach's pick, you know. And I know this year it's like Peyton and Eli, uh, but they, they should just be able to pick. So at, at least it's not fans or players voted on where you get Tyler Huntley. Two touchdowns, three interceptions on the season. He started four games, played in five. He had two touchdowns. And three interceptions, and he's going to the Pro Bowl. Just absolute joke. It's embarrassing. It is. It's more than embarrassing. I would be embarrassed if I was him. Yeah, sure. Oh, absolutely. That's the way I would be. Oh, I would be like embarrassed if I was him. Like, wow, they voted me to the Pro the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I didn't. I stunk. <laughs> Goodness. Maybe you won't say that, but he, he he's you, 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 two touchdowns, three interceptions. Zach, you can't go. Like, you can't go. You can't accept that invitation. Oh, I think he's accepting it. And he's going to play in the game? It's like a flag football game. Yeah. That's this weekend, isn't it? Yeah. I didn't get invited. Why would you get invited? I could be assistant coach. Oh. Peyton's coaching. Who's going to coach Peyton's kids while he's gone? Orlando, Orlando. yeah. (laughs) Orlando. That's Orlando's job now. (laughs) 
Hey, did you see? I don't see... have fun. <laughs> I didn't get the Vegas invite. I mean. Oh, is that where it is? Sound That's Vegas? in Vegas. That would be, That's a, pretty that cool. would be a fun place to go. I'm, I'm booked anyway. I'm booked solid. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Full, full. Can't, okay. Can't, can't get away. You know who's booked is uh, Cormani McLean, number one rated uh, cornerback in the country. That's yeah. the kid uh, um, uh, from down in Florida that the Miami staff, like the staff, not the position group, not the head coach, the whole staff, showed up at his high school. He was nowhere to be found. He was in the air on his way to oh, meet Coach Prime in Boulder. It's a bad luck. Really bad. He right, has like opening lockers and like searching them <laughs> yeah. in the bathroom. No. Cormani's in, in Boulder, Colorado. Well, today it's official. He is a buff. He has signed. It's signing day. Uh, last night it comes out that that little Wayne, Wheezy, Wheezy F Baby, was up in Boulder, Colorado, getting a tour from Deion Sanders. Love it, love it. Um, that's cool. I mean, hey, you know what? That's exactly what it is. It's cool. Right. That's, that that's what Boulder is now. It's cool. Yep. It's got an edge to it. It's Coach Prime. So we'll see. Bringing in some great recruits, and uh, football is going to be fun again in Boulder. It's uh, that's exciting. It, it really is. It's uh, it's it's really cool where that program has been the last couple of years, where it's just been non-existent and one of the worst programs last year in all of the whole world of college football and football in general. You probably put Pop Warner in it. There's like a, that's how bad it was. Very bad. Um, now it's so relevant. I mean, Sexy, it's, it's relevant, it's cool. So, so cool. I just remember first talking about Dion and like, no way. Come on, no. There's no chance. And it happens, obviously, but not only did it happen, now you're rolling in, you're actually delivering, you know, the Louie. The Louie. The Louie's being delivered. That so. is, it's unbelievable. And imagine if you're one of these athletic directors who, like, bristled at the thought and you're fill-in-the-blank kind of middling, you know, whatever, and you're like, we could have been we could have been that. Yeah. Great job, Rick George, athletic director over there at CU. No doubt. All right. What should the expectations be for the Denver Broncos in year number one of the Sean Payton era? We'll let Troy Rank fill in that blank coming up next. Reacting to the news that Sean Payton will become the 19th head coach in the history of the Denver Broncos, here's Stokely and Zach. I'm through standing in line, the clubs will never get in. It's like the bottom of the ninth, and I'm never going to win this. Oh, 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 what is this, all the has-beens? I want a brand new house on an episode of Crimson and a bathroom I Still sounds good, man. It does. Good. What's wrong? That's what I'm saying. Like, why are we hating on Nickelback, people? I will be adding this to my Vibes playlist when we go to break. Your Vibes playlist. Yeah. You have, like, a playlist called Vibes? Yeah. I've worked years, years on it. It's yeah, a, I've worked years on it. Yeah, I have. I think it's, like, almost 500 songs. It can play for, like, so, a day and a half straight right. without repeating. Yeah, but but then you don't get, like, so how do you... There's a lot of good music. It, 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 you just hit shuffle, yeah. and then you play it, and then when it's done, you hit shuffle again the yeah, next yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hit shuffle, and, re, and there's so many songs, you're, you know, unlikely going to hear the same thing over and over, like, unlike when I play golf with you. Right. How many times... Having a record year on holes number right. one, six, yes, because eleven, like, because and I don't get to even listen to it that much because you know I hit the shot then you come back you listen to like thirty seconds and that play my new playlist for golf is like an hour and twenty. What's it named? Ten, huh? What's it named? Uh, golf two thousand twenty two. <laughs> All right, I gotta. Uh, uh, so, but but that's the thing is like, you know, who cares? Who cares if you hear you know 
I'm having a record year three times. It's a great song. Deal with it. Troy, Find Ray. your own golf cart. Troy Rake. Uh, oh, sorry, Troy. Sorry, Troy. You just kept you uh, <laughs> listening to Nickelback the whole time. <laughs> Troy. Hey, get control of this show, Zach. Uh, Troy. Zach's fault. Uh, appreciate you being here, man, as always. Um, we're talking about expectations, right? And we know that the entire Broncos in 2023 is not in focus. We don't know who the co- co- coordinators are going to be. We don't know who the draft picks are going to be. But knowing what we know now, and we won't hold you to this, um, what should our reasonable expectations be? Is it just show improvement? Is it maybe have a winning record? Are you like some other people? Uh, love yeah. it. <laughs> There's more cliches in Nickelback's music than you hear from professional athletes in interviews, Stokely. <laughs> <laughs> Saying something. But uh, listen, my expectations, you asked me this about CU a couple of weeks ago, and like CU I'm hoping four or five wins. For the Broncos, I mean, I think that number, when the over-under comes out, is probably going to be around eight, eight and a half. So can they just be in it to the end? Can we have a December to remember, a December that's relevant? They've had trouble staying relevant for the you know up to the last couple of weeks of the season, last three weeks of the season. So that's what I look at. The schedule's favorable. You have nine home games. You have you have a last place schedule. You have some winnable games. You were what four and nine in one score games last year. So for me, uh, Zach and Brendan, I, I see a team that you know we don't know what the roster is going to look at yet. But I, I do believe they would be in the hunt for a winning season. I'm certainly not going to say playoffs until I see what they do in free agency and address the offensive line. Troy, what's your overall thought process on how this whole coaching uh, search? played out it seemed like there was a lot of twists and turns we didn't know about some we knew about others we found out late about some I mean how it all played out and in the end they did land one of the top two candidates right uh, is either Jim Harbaugh or Sean Payton they did land one of those guys what are your thoughts on the overall coaching search yeah it was exhausting it was the most fascinating coaching search I've covered in 30 years of doing this job uh, but I knew on Monday night when I wrote it really, really strong that Peyton, you know, hire Sean Peyton. If you looked at my news article, it was more like it's all set up for it to be Sean Peyton because I trusted a source not enough to say unequivocally, but that's where it was headed. What made this search different, Brandon, are a couple of things. One, there weren't many leaks coming out from the Broncos side. Just last year, their entire search was basically a docu-series on their own social media. So you knew everything that was going on this year. They went completely stealth and we didn't know what the Penner Walton group was like. So that made it difficult, but it bounced, you know, at first it was Harbaugh. They're intrigued by Harbaugh. And then you're like, no, it's Sean Payton. Obviously look at his resume. And then if ever briefly, it was D'Amico Ryan. And then once he said, Hey, I want to interview with Houston first. That was, so I was last Thursday. And then he's saying, I want to interview with Houston first. They're like, no, we're not going to wait for you. Cause they know if he goes to Houston. He wasn't leaving that building without a job. And so then we didn't know the timeline. Cause I tweeted on Friday and then Saturday that I was told by a source that they had talked to Harbaugh, but I thought it meant like a couple of days. That was all the way back to Monday. So that's part of what made covering the search confusing is when we would finally find out information, it was dated. So some of the context was off. But ultimately, I think if it wasn't going to be Harbaugh, and I thought for me, given his track record of resurrecting places he's been to, he was probably the best fit. But let's be honest, the best fit to win next year 
and to be exciting offensively is Sean Payton. He's a winner. It's really that simple. He's won 150-plus games in the NFL. He's won a Super Bowl. He's had 10 winning seasons in 15 years, nine division titles. This guy wins. That's what he does. And his offense over 14 years averaged 27 points a game. They haven't clipped 21 here since Peyton Manning retired. So for this year, there's no one that would have been better than Sean Payton, and especially because he should be able to help Russell Wilson rebound, whatever that looks like. And and you just touched on it there at the tail end. Especially if he can fix Russ, whatever that looks like. What is a reasonable forecast for a Sean Payton-led offense with Russell Wilson? Yeah, when I was listening to you guys, Zach, and you said, you know, it was a couple of years ago Russell had 40 touchdowns, and I'm thinking – over the last seven years, it's been easier for this team to pass a kidney stone than pass the football. 40 yeah. touchdowns? I can't even fathom that. Yeah. Russell was sitting below the double digits for much of the season. But I do think with Sean Payton, if they run the football and they commit to it and make it less about Russ, more about us, they can have Russ have 25, 26 touchdowns and like eight picks. You can win that way. And we just saw it with Daniel Jones. Like, you can win. He's not a game manager, but you can win that way if he's efficient, he uses his legs, you use a mobile pocket, all the things we saw in the Chiefs game and the Chargers game. But I'm not going to predict big numbers because I don't know the offensive personnel. And the other thing is, when you watch what Peyton did with Drew Brees, you treat him like a player who needs everything around him. Get a great offensive line. Surround him with weapons. Treat Russell that way. He's going to be 35. Stop talking about playing 10 more years. How about play really well next year? Let's not worry about the next decade. Let's worry about 2023. And I know from talking to sources, Russell's ecstatic about this hire. He will be coached. Brandon knows this. That's a big deal at the professional level, knowing going in that you're ready to be coached. He's not going to be going back and forth just saying, let's do this, this, and this to Sean Payton. Payton's going to run the show and take suggestions, but it's not going to be this democracy as we saw last year that went up into flames. Yeah, and, and that's a good point, Troy. How about let's just worry about next year, right? Who who cares about, you know, when you're 43 if you're still playing? And and hopefully he does. And, and I think you'll get back to maybe more of a let's what's going on right now mindset rather than, you know, playing 10 years down the line. Troy, I got to ask you the last one here about uh, defensive coordinator. Who do you think it's going to be? Do you think Vic returns? Is Evero coming back? Well, how, how do you think it shakes out at the defensive coordinator spot? Yeah, when I had texted Coach Fangio yesterday, he hadn't decided. I mean, the Miami thing was going to make him, if not the highest-paid coordinator right there, and then I don't know who jumped the gun, if it was his agent or whatever. He said that that wasn't done. He texted that even yesterday that it wasn't done because he was waiting on San Francisco with Ryan's leaving because Vic spends a lot of time in his offseason in San Francisco. But could he be a fit in Denver? Yeah, he could. If it were me and no one cares what I would think with the Broncos, nor should they, I would try to keep uh, coach. I would try to keep Coach Evero because he has a good vibe with the players. You don't have to change anything out, and he's running the same Fangio defense. Because for me, for Vic to come back, he's brilliant a defensive technician. But when people say Wade Phillips did it, it was like 18 years in between. Right, he would be coaching Vic guys that he just coached, and many, frankly, were indifferent to his departure. They weren't, you know, saying, oh, my God, I can't believe he got fired. I just think it would be an awkward fit. I really do. If it were me, I would try to keep Coach E in the building. I don't know if he'll want to stay. When they didn't let him interview for Atlanta, I can't imagine that went over really well regarding their defensive coordinator job. But he's under contract. They have that right. 
Uh, I would try to keep him, though, because guys love him from Sertan to Draymond Jones to Alex Singler. I can't tell you how many guys go out of their way to praise Coach E. Hey, real quick, before we let you go, Troy, we know you're a CU guy. Today is signing day, the first of its kind under Deion Sanders. Uh, We know uh, Cormani McClain, the number one rated cornerback in the country, uh, has committed and signed today. Um, But Lil Wayne was in Boulder last night. Uh, This is Deion's show here. What do you make of this uh, specific window that we're in today? Well, again, you got to have players to win. And you can turn things around fairly quickly in college with great players. And we haven't seen anything like that. Even when I covered CU from 89 to 93, they weren't getting five stars. I mean, they were getting, you know, really good players from Cordell Stewart to Joel Steed to Charles Johnson to Michael Westbrook. I could go on. But a lot of those guys weren't five stars. Uh, They were, you know, more three and four. And so Dion's getting the guys. And he's put together a veteran coaching staff. I'm fascinated to see how this plays out. I really am, but I'm also realistic because that schedule is just gnarly. And they were terrible last year. They were absolutely terrible last year. So are you talking about, you're talking about the receiver, Charles Johnson? Charles Johnson, the receiver, and Charles Johnson, the quarterback. Yeah, my guy. What are you talking sit down, about? Charles Johnson. Sit, sit down, Charles Johnson. <laughs> Charles Johnson, the receiver, God rest his soul. He passed away earlier this year. He was terrific. Westbrook was terrific. I covered Ray Carruth there at CU. When I was there, Brandon, uh, Lamont Warren was an all big eight back. He transferred out, went into the supplemental draft because they signed Rashawn Salam. Wow. I mean, they had, I remember watching practice saying, can the NFL be a lot better than this? They had 12 guys go in the first three rounds one year. It was like watching an NFL practice every day I was out there. And now you're like, you see talent, the kid, they signed that cornerback. Yeah. You know what the comp is for that kid? Pat Sertan. Mm. That's what kind of talent you're getting. Guys are going to be in the league. You're watching you're watching Sunday players on Saturday in Boulder, and we have not seen that in a long time. Oh, I absolutely love it. Somehow football season just ended. I can't wait till it's back here. I'll be up in Boulder uh, more on a more regular basis than I have been. Uh, Troy, great stuff as always. Appreciate your time. We'll catch up with you uh, next week. You got it. See ya. All right, I want you to think about this question. Brandon Stokely. Who's got a higher winning percentage next year? The CU Buffs or the Denver Broncos? Think about that. Obviously, uneven amount of games, so you're going to go to winning percentage. But also, the Sean Payton era is officially underway in Denver. How did it all come together? What are the next steps? What does it mean for Russ? All that's next. Reacting to the news that Sean Payton will become the 19th head coach in the history of the Denver Broncos. Here's Stokely and Zach. I know the song too. You're always looking for help. No, I'm not. Yeah, you know, you're kind of off. No, I'm not. Okay. Right, you are. You're always looking at Kisner. I don't know if I know. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to sound it's like foolish, but. Like like a Dirk Bentley. Who is it? It's Nate Smith. Nate Smith. Oh, I've never even heard of Nate. I was going to say, never, never heard, heard of him. I know the song, never yeah. heard of Nate Smith. Number one song in the country. Is that right? Yeah. Good song. Good song. Uh, 
Sean Payne era. It's officially underway it's here in Denver. Still haven't signed the contract, but it's it's here. We still got to work on a few. Do- wait, wait, what? How does that happen? Seriously, you've had days, and you knew you're zeroing in on Sean Payton. Okay, we got to work out the draft pick conversation. That might take some time, but you, you you need to say to his agent, "Hey, when we get this draft, you know, stuff done with Mickey Loomis down there, like, what is the deal going to look like?" Right? So you just do them at the same time. It's like, okay. Yep, we already got the contract work figured out, all the, the structure of it. So if the deal is done compensation-wise with the Saints, it's all finished. But now it's like, okay, we did that. We gave up the picks. We have them, but we still got to finalize the contract. Like, what? What are we finalizing here? <laughs> I don't Do you follow know. me? Yes, of course. I'm just like, just why? 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 Making one more run at D'Amico. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not, maybe they have the number down, yeah. and, and you're just worrying about, like, hey, you know, he gets a car for a year. He gets a golf membership, you know, at wherever, like something something like that. Um, maybe maybe it's that stuff, just the perks. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but we know it's going to get done, Right. We know it's going to get done. Well, we, we think we know. Are you? We, know. Stop. we don't know. Stop. We think we know. Stop. This has got to be the end of the road. Of this there any facts we see? <laughs> we think we know. This is Broncos land, Zach. Oh, my gosh. What a wild two and a half, three weeks. Oh. I mean, seriously, if we if we went back and really, like, timelined this thing on, like, a storyboard, there's been the twists and the turns of this one was... Fascinating. Don't say storyboard around Richie Carney. You're going to give him an idea, and he'll like. No, you know what? He'll run with it. You, no, no, no. You know what I heard? That Richie is done doing anything arts and crafts to the point where he was asked by another show, and because he's got that white collar on these days, right. he said my days of doing the blue collar stuff. Yeah. Done. Uh, wow. Done. Wow. wow. According to sources. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that sounds about right, like how he's been acting. So, <laughs> that's, that's fitting. It's uh, Richie Carnegie. Yeah. <laughs> Carnegie new, show. New Richie. Um, are you satisfied with how things fell? Heck yeah. I mean, how can you not be? Like, really, how can you not be? I just, I don't know the future here, but I know we got a good coach, and hopefully he does good things here. And uh, with what we've gone through the last three head coaches or so, it's it's been a complete mess. We know we have a coach that can coach, and he's a head coach, and he can do it, and he's been through it, and he's been to the mountaintop. So how can you not be happy, excited about this type of move? There's no guessing or speculating or projecting this guy going from a defensive coordinator to head coach or offensive coordinator to head coach, how is he going to handle that? Where are you going to stand, Sean Payton? Do you know where you're going to stand? It's going to be so different for you not being not in the booth and on the field. Like, how, how'd that feel? Is it comfortable? Like, you, you're still trying to get used to it? We, we don't ask Sean Payton that. You make an intelligent observation. Oh, thank you, Vic. Thank you. And that was four years ago. Yeah. That 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 response you make a intelligent observation was to your question. Do you know where what you're going to do? You've been calling defenses from the booth. Now you're on the sideline as the head coach. I mean, do you remember some of these conversations we had? Like, should Vic go back up to the booth and have the T-shirt cannon for the challenge flag? 
<laughs> you you were serious when you said he, he you were like I was I was dead yeah, serious because yeah. I knew whatever was going on right. wasn't working. Yeah. Like do you need to get this guy back to his homeostasis? We're, we're going to put our head coach in the booth. Yeah. In the booth. Yeah. In the booth. The, the, in the booth. Our well, head coach up there in the booth. He got headsets. <laughs> He's calling the defense. Oh my right? gosh, could you, you imagine need a side walkie talkie for the refs? Right. Then you, you have your oh walkie. Oh my gosh. That would have been fitting. That would have been a Yeah. Oh, no, Radio Sex done. <laughs> um, what do you think? I mean, are you? You're, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm thrilled. They had to walk away with one of these tier one candidates. And at the outset, we identified almost as a collective Jim Harbaugh and Sean Payton as tier one guys. Both of these guys have had real success. It, it looked a little bit different. And obviously with Jim, different stops and incredible, incredible resume for Harbaugh. And but and by the way, let me just say this about Jim Harbaugh. I said something to you a week and a half ago that I stand by. What's Jim Harbaugh's next stop? What's his next stop? He'll be in the AFC West, all right. Oh, his next stop, uh, Chargers? Yep. Chargerland? Yep. I firmly believe, I think this is Jim Harbaugh's last year at Michigan. I think he, he uh, took these uh, interviews for a reason. He's in a position to be so uber picky. He wants a bona fide quarterback. I think he's got one more year at Michigan, and then he's back in the NFL. Possibly. Possibly. Uh, that could happen. Could. Um, Russell. Russell. Where does fixing Russell, like, on the priorities of, of this the job, like, outline – Fixing Russell, it feels like it's beyond like coaching the actual team. It feels like that's like one A. Yeah, is to fix Russ. That's I think it's one, two, three, four, five because you got to have a quarterback. We all know that, and we thought we had one. He was broken, and now it's you know up to Sean Payton to see if he can fix him. And if he's not fixable, then you just move on at the end of the year. Sucks. You're going to, you know, pay the price with the cap and, and things like that. Cap's moving up a lot. We'll yep. be good. We'll yep. be fine. But hopefully, I mean, best case scenario is Russ is fixable. Yeah. At least, you know, fixable enough to where we say, okay, yeah, we'll give it another year. You know? Eight, nine type of season. Russ plays better. We just, hey, let's continue to upgrade this talent. And Russ will be better the following year. Year two in Sean Payton's system. I mean, that's that's uh, hopefully where we'll, where we'll be at. And, and we're not thinking about getting rid of Russ and taking this huge cap hit. So uh, hopefully that's the case. But, yeah, you you got you to gotta figure it out. you got to figure something out, and you got to figure out um, a way to get Russ moving back in the right direction. you got no chance if Russ plays like he did last year. No. But no. I think the philosophy, I think the system, I think how Sean Payton will approach it, Game plan, all these types of different things um, will, will definitely help Russ. But it's also just coaching him hard. And it's also, you know, getting back to the basics. Like the, just, the, just the, the foundational pieces of being a quarterback, sometimes you get away from it because, you know, Russ has always been a Houdini in the pocket. Yep. Escape the pocket, boom, he's out, and he's making all these great plays. Well, it didn't work out like that this year. You're trying to be something different. And then when you tried to get out of the pocket, you were, you know, a little bit slower than before. Your footwork was awful, and your reads were awful. So just got to clean that stuff up. Um, and, 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 and it can be a slippery slope during the season. When you get caught in the moment and everything is regressing. You remember like when I was talking about Trevor Simeon? Oh, yeah, same ghost, like, I remember. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just like, Vance, just pull him. 
Like, give him a week or so. I think he'd still be a good quarterback, but give him a week off or two weeks off and let him be the backup. Let him take a deep breath because he's spinning in mud and it's getting deeper and deeper. Right. And and that's kind of the slope that Russell was on when when it was just the season just snowballed on him, avalanche. And and, and so all that stuff could can, can just get worse yeah. when it comes to those types of things. Then, then what do you do? You try to do too much. Right. So hitting that gas pedal KKFN harder. and KKFN HD one along my Denver trying to do too much like that, mm. right? You know, um, but that was right on 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 spot. But that's what happens, right? Like you try to do more because your team is losing, and all of a sudden, all you do, all you're doing is hurting yourself, and your and your fundamentals and everything are all in whack. So you got to get that back. You got that. I mean, that's first and foremost for Sean Payton. Is this a total reset? And it's great. It's great though. Your new system, new thought process, new coaching techniques—all of those things um, hopefully will really help. Well, when when Peyton was asked about him yesterday in his interview with Jeff Duncan, he said Russell's a hard worker, has played at a high level, won a lot of games. The pressure is on us to put a good run game together and reduce the degree of difficulty of his position. If he said that last year, I think that would have pissed Russ off. Russ is. It, three slices of humble pie later, you have no choice. Right. You have no choice. I think he's the whole humble pie. Yeah. Well, we'll see if he's the whole humble pie. Yeah. We'll yeah. The, the next time we see Russ, is he down like 15 pounds? No. <laughs> no? Why do you say that so quick? Oh, because they're on tour right now. They're on vacation. Where are probably. they? Uh, well, I don't, oh, I don't know if it's on Instagram. That's I mean, why I asked. I mean, like, usually uh, everything been, is documented. Like, everyone knows where they are. Been They're keeping, not documenting anything? been keeping a pretty low profile. Really? We know that Sierra loves Tuscany, and they're on vacation, so they should. Well, next week's a business week. Next week will be in Arizona for a few days. You know, it's business to be done. Oh, oh like Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, Super Bowl business. Are, are you going to be doing a little business down in Arizona next week? What's, no. Surprise no one me? wants to do business with me. <laughs> 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 So no, uh, but if someone does, yeah, I'll be down there. But no, you're Stokes right. Though. Not high on you're not, the business you're list not, for No, Super no Bowl. little signings or no little. No, usually there's no, a day or I've two done, of that stuff. I've done once or twice. Uh, oh, okay, but but no. Um, usually there's a little business to be done down there. Yeah, by, by some be. people there can yeah, be. Yeah, by some people. That's just kind of a you know you're in you're out you know sort of deal. I, I'm um well, the kids are in school, so I would assume they're just back in school. School. I assume they don't take them out to San Diego. Because they got another house out there in San Diego. I don't really care, you know. Do you um, think he's? I, 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 yeah, I guess I agree with DMac. I'm not expecting to see a big weight loss because I think Russ, nah. like he said, is enjoying himself. But he said, you know, five o'clock in the morning, he's working out the yeah, day then, after. Listen, listen. Talk to somebody who's gone up and down, knows the whole thing. It ain't about working out. It's about diet. Period. The end. That that's why that TV show, The Biggest Loser, they had to make all those you know fat people like work out constantly, but because watching them diet the right way is boring. But that's not how you lose weight. I mean, yeah, okay, it's both, right? <laughs> but I mean, but it's, you can't it's, do one It's more like eighty five percent diet and really? fifteen. Per- yeah, that's how huh. you do it. It's eighty five percent. How much of your day can you work out, fellas? Give me give me a time frame. What's a good workout for you? Me? Yeah, 45? Yeah, I was going to say like 45 <laughs> sure. minutes. Yeah, well, there's 23 other hours, and Russ only sleeps four. So now we're down to 19. <laughs> we're down to 19 empty hours or, you know, 18 hours. What's he do for the rest of the, those days? He's got two chefs, so your diet ought to be on point then. Like, he should not be. You got to say no. The biggest part about diet is saying no. Saying no to things. Well, that'd be kind of scary if that, I had people just willing to cook for me right. at any <laughs> given moment. You can imagine how good it is, too, like the desserts <laughs> that they roll out. You know, your kids are wanting chocolate chip cookies and cakes and stuff, and so they're making those. Yeah, yeah man, and, and, and you, you see who's, like, you see who's yeah. hanging out at Russ's house. That's not dinner for four or five. 
He's doing dinners for 12. Ooh, the squadron. Like, on yes. the nightly. Yes. You know, he's got how many people that's around family, that? That's family dinner. He's yeah, got right. family style. Yeah, team or family style. Listen, <laughs> listen, man, when you're, when you're an eight-year-old, six-year-old kid, you just eat whatever you damn please. You don't care. Gosh. You know, you just burn that, that weight off. My kid who's 20, dude, keeping weight on for he's oh, of course. playing college, it's oh, impossible. Of course. Of course. Like, he struggles with it. Of course. Yeah, it's no just struggle. give it time. And then it then it flips. It, it, all it flips. does flip. It, it all flips. Flip. And and it, flip. it has flipped for us. Dude, we found out at our house this past week that on DoorDash, you could actually order from Maggiano's, like the restaurant. Oh, yeah. They have like this separate takeout uh, service that's a real simplistic menu. We stumbled on the actual Maggiano's yeah. Friday night, Sunday night this past weekend. Oh. It's like this is not good. <laughs> this is so I can't imagine if I had a live-in chef and a that chef's got a sidekick that's a chef too. Right, that is a, a chef. Hey, talk to me about uh, his his refrigerator. What do you think Russell Wilson's refrigerator looks like? What oh. are we talking about? Are we talking about a Viking, a Viking refrigerator? It's got to be huge. Sub zero. It's got to be sub zero. What's yeah. that sub zero look well, like? Well, you got to have what's in that sub zero? At least two refrigerators in that place, exactly. right? At least two. Yeah, what does it look like? I mean, I mean it's, probably is, it's probably molded into the kitchen, right? You can't even are tell really it's refrigerated. Why, that's why are we really talking about the fridge? Stokely's got a cool freaking fridge. I bet it's kind of like the wall. Yeah. But it's just got two handles. You just, like open the wall. How cool yeah. is having one of those bad boys? You're going to fill that cool. You're going to fill that cool. You're going to fill that sucker up, right? Yeah, you got to fill it up. Yeah. Got to have the Sub-Zero, though. Yeah, you gotta have the Sub Zero. What does I mean, that mean? What does that mean? I don't know. Sub Zero. Yeah, it's a brand, right? It's, yeah, it's the. Okay. It's I thought Viking okay. was one of them, but Sub Zero. Viking's good too. Yeah. Viking's good. I mean, it's like That's part what of the, we use at the lodge. My point is, you know, when you're when it, I tell you what, when the fridge and the food gets low, when there's just two people living in the house, right? That's what I found out is the empty nest. Well, he's been, not he's not shopping, so it's whatever. Hell no, and that's another problem. He doesn't shop. He doesn't have to go get the food. You go get the food, you're a little bit more careful about what you put in your body. Do you think he's down when we see Russ next? I don't think next? that's true. That's not true. I think it's, it's true for me. When you have to go get the food, you're going you're gonna to slouch out. You're not going to get the healthy choice. You're going to get the easy choice. Ah, well, you could do that, too. But when you've got a chef in there, his chef, he should be like, hey, chef, we need to lean out, bud. Chicken breast, brown rice. And that's but it. My and point is broccoli. The the, the, yes. di- the dinner's over. The sub zero's there. Now it's it's a right. midnight. You have a hard time sleeping. What you doing? Snacking. You're snacking. There you go. You, I, you ever do this, Stoke, where you just like eat perfect all day long, and then like at nine, oh, o'clock, yes. nine o'clock comes around, you're just like I'm, that's like, literally my you, life. You rage eat. Just, yeah. You just rage eat. I'm like in there, and it's like Pringles, and then it's like <laughs> all these Gordelli um, exactly. chocolate chocolate mints. It's Who like holy cow, and it just doesn't stop, and then you. You wash it down with a couple cold ones. The next thing you know, yeah, a thousand calories. It's like next thing you know, it's three happened? in the morning. And, <laughs> and, and, hey, and if all you have to be is the fifth best in shape dad at the drop off uh-huh. line at campus middle school, who oh, cares? Good, right. Yeah, you're you're doing better than most. Hey, who cares? Speaking of drop off lines, that's where I'm going. I was gonna say, five tool dad, five tool dad. Okay. Yeah, what do you think he looks like in, uh, what's the time frame? A month? Uh, no, just, no like, like like the next time we see Russ, I'm wondering, it, it, does he look a little trimmer? You know, if, with the designs of him getting out of the pocket, heard you talk about, I, I think you're spot on. I think that you got to get this guy on the move. He's not he's not Drew Brees. The quicker he accepts that, the better. Um, and I just don't think the weight helps in that regard. I think if you plan on taking hits in the pocket, maybe you bulk up a little bit, but trim down a little bit, man. He's going in this age 35 season. Diet, discipline, eating, it's so hard. It's the hardest thing. It's the hardest thing, and he has the most access to it. So, I mean, we'll see. Derek works out like a maniac, though. 
But Derek's all, you're also big. You're you're trying to be big. You're, right. You you continue to be yourself. I, I mean, I just, I you just I'm not really trying to be big. Like I'm not like over. I, did, I ate way less than I had to eat when I was playing. So how many calories calories were you putting down in your playing days? During training camp, it was eight to ten thousand a day wow. calories, and then um, during season, it would be just depending on the day, like a Wednesday, Thursday, probably like seven seven thousand seventy five hundred. I bet you're burning four to five thousand calories a day still to this day. Oh, easy right now, easy. I, I mean, burn two thousand. I'm burn like fifteen hundred calories during a, a sixty minute workout. So it's crazy. So I mean, Derek, can, because I'm doing high. Everything I do is high intensity. Right. So, it's, so right. more or less, he, he can eat whatever he wants. Yeah, I just for now. I mean, I yeah, but I still life. eat like I eat really decent. Like I just pick and choose. I don't stay on like a regimen. I just think that's stupid. I'm not trying to be a bodybuilder. I'm not trying to compete in front of anybody. I just want to look good and feel good. Yep. Yeah. But Russ has to go beyond that. Well, yeah, because it's his job. That's right. When I was playing, it was like I have to be at the perfect weight. Like my my perfect weight was 293 pounds, and period, period. So like 290 Robert. to 295. That was that was the that five pounds right there was all I was willing. to You guys get. realize Russ was pushing around like 220, 225, right? Yeah, that's too heavy. At five, he's, yeah, I was gonna say he's people at go, five six. I, I didn't even. <laughs> I did not realize. No, seriously, I didn't know. I know. I know he's joking, but I didn't realize till training camp just how short oh, he is. Yeah, he's not tall at all. And, and I, I don't think he's five ten. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I really don't think he is. But, well, when don't you wear cleats? But I see what your point is. But if, you the know, cleats dig into the grass. Oh, that's a good point. You act like he's just standing on. I always talk to him on the podium. So he's even up on a stair. So, again, maybe 5'10". Yeah. But I thought it was interesting when Sean Payne's, and I didn't catch it if you guys talked about this, when when the quotes came out from Jeff Duncan down there in New Orleans, um, when Payton's asked about Russ, he's like, we got to get a good running game. I think if you said that a year ago, as he comes in here to cook, probably pisses him off a little bit. Yeah. But at this point, oh, it's that's done. I don't, think any, I don't think anybody's caring about Russ's feelings these days. They no, shouldn't. they shouldn't. They shouldn't. Anyway. Yeah, I don't. I think they care about Sean Payton's feelings. I think they're going to try to make him feel welcome. I think we saw that yesterday when you know they were trying to make sure everybody knew that he was their first choice and all that. And, you know, he was kind of their. He was sort of their first choice, kind of, sort of. Ink's not dry yet on that contract. I can't hear anything. I hear you. You you still hear me? I got, yeah. I got oh, okay. You. Yeah, you. this 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 whole thing <laughs> just shut, this whole thing just shut down here. <laughs> you're, you're good. You're you're good right there. No, the whole station shut, shut down. Yeah, <clears throat> you're good. I can um, hear you fine. Uh, no, I don't think Sean Payton was their first choice. Yeah, I, I think if you follow the tea leaves as closely as we all <clears throat> did, I think I think it's very reasonable to say that Jim Harbaugh was their first choice, followed he, by D'Amico Ryan. D'Amico was the star, uh, followed by um, Sean Payton, and I think a part of that. Orders because you had to give something legitimate, yeah. You, you know, for picks for Peyton. Yeah, that, that's an interesting question. If there were no, if there was no, no compensation, how would that line up? I think he'd still be, you know, right there in that one or two, one or two. I, but I but would he be one or? I two? I think those guys were all one A. You know, what I mean, like we would love to have all three of these guys, any one of these, right? Harbaugh being like a little bit above that. That's who they really wanted. I, I agree with you. I, 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 I'm not going to get disagreement from me. Like, but maybe they didn't though, because reports are saying you know that what? they. May, who cares though? We got right. Sean Payton. That's our right, guy. Right. Right. It's we. That's we, our guy. It's not, like, Jim, it's not Jim Caldwell. It's not. Yeah. Um, you know, they didn't drop the ball like everybody Morris. thought they were going to do. Right. Yeah, all you guys. No. All you guys are freaking out. Oh, you guys. You. Me. Speci- not you guys. You specifically. I, what, was I, what was I freaking out about? Freaking out. Well, <laughs> I can't believe it's taking so long. You were. 
well, what are you well, talking about? Well, to, to, you know, I loved it. It could keep going on as far as I'm concerned. Oh, thank you. I, I, might, I wouldn't have came in today. <laughs> they said it was the latest <laughs> the latest hiring in, in uh, the modern NFL. How about but, that? But, it, but people forget that they had that that ownership meeting, and they talked about how much money was spent on, on coaches, and that's just out there, dead. $800 million. $800 million. That resonates with a bunch of billionaires, right? Yep. Like, hey, we're getting close to that B. We better uh, chill out here. Well, they so realize, let's do our due diligence and pick the right guy for the job. Yeah, they let's realize, not just make a rash decision based on what everybody else wants. Let's do what's best for this team. And I think they did that. I think Sean Payton's going to be good for this team. I hope so, man. We'll see what they the money. It. We'll see what the money is. It's not official, official. Yeah, what's official. going on with that? Uh, I was told today. I mean, this is like, hey, follow. You know, look at your watch. Yeah. It could happen. We could hear details. Final, final details. At seriously any moment. But still, don't expect like the welcome to Denver presser to be till Monday. Yeah, I was told that again today. So all right, that's, that's cool. The, this is the part of of this job that I hate is the pocket watching. Like I hate talking about other people's money. Like even the Russ thing, I felt. I feel like when you when you, that, that's not his fault that they paid him like that. You know what I'm saying? He didn't. Yeah, but it's, 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 it's not. You can't blame him. But be mad at the GM. You know what I'm saying? Be mad at him. That's who you need to be, be mad at. They, they're the ones who decide to pay him. But the pay sets certain expectations. I reasonably. know it does. Because you don't get paid. But, but if you didn't know how much he was making, that wouldn't matter. But, it shouldn't matter. But I think, and, and, and maybe you're right from like an altruistic standpoint, like it shouldn't matter. But trying to separate, profe- and, and, it's, and I'm sure it's a lot harder coming from your seat because you were a professional athlete. But from, from where I sit, trying to separate a pro athlete from the money, it's almost an impossibility because the language of the league is money. So I know for me, uh, and I, and I, again, I understand where, cause you've been on the other side of it. Um, it's peanut butter and jelly, man. It's kind of goes together. Yeah, that's just the way it is. I think that they sh- I think that it should be a role that they're not even allowed to, that should not be public. That's the coaches. Coaches salaries aren't public. Talk to, I know. Talk to your C- Bitch about to your CBA, man. They, they, yeah, because they'll get something done. D. Smith is a joke. What can I tell? Well, all right, then you know, vote him, like vote them out. I mean, you'll keep going. I yeah, mean, well, you know what happens when he, uh, no, I mean, yeah, yeah the you guys can... that he brought last time there was a vote, the guys that he brought in were like convicted felons, pretty much. Well, what can I tell you? You <laughs> guys that to replace him that to vote on, right? So it's all rigged, man. This whole thing is rigged. okay, but that's on you as, as a player. Sorry, that's 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 you guys. Well, then when you got a CBA without, a, without an agreement. Give us whatever we want. We what did you do? What did you guys do? I didn't do anything. I yeah, voted you no. Did. You, you, well, you voted no, but you all folded. 500 like, didn't vote. That would, that's a huge swing when you're talking about 2,000. Gosh, 500 didn't vote? Yes, because they don't care. You know why? Because that's the way the league works. There's all these young guys that don't care. They'll play for... You know, to, like whenever now that they got the NIL, it makes it a little different. People be, be paying attention to their money a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But when you come from college, where you like me, I had seven dollars when I got drafted, so I didn't care, right? I did not care. Von Miller, they did this to Von. They used Von as like a when Von came into the league, they used him on that whole CBA thing, right? He caught he would have made like sixty million, and he made twenty. Because of the new CBA, yeah, they changed it up. I think the right. last and I know those numbers rat, sound. People are like, oh, whatever, but first. like that's a huge difference. I, hey, the owners get over on you guys, players, time after time. Oh, after are you kidding time. me? These it's guys, a, it's a joke. You guys lose every CBA negotiation. You always have. By the way, we're talking about we're talking about eight hundred million dollars in um, just dead money for coaches. 
for them to give us lifetime health care, it would be five million a year. That's pathetic per per team. It's ridiculous. You don't get that. Is that right? Yeah, that's. Instead, they give us five years, and after after five years, that's when a real problem start happening. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's absolute garbage. They spend a ton of the 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 NFLPA is spending so much money in the Supreme Court and fighting lawsuits to because they're trying to take away that five years. Even these owners are dirtbags, all of them. I'd love to get into it more. Scum. Because I, I agree with you on that. That's how you become a billionaire. you got to be a little scum. <laughs> oh, that's right. we got a break. I'm sorry. But we'll come <laughs> back to it. Uh, Bones. He gone. He gone. I think he played his last game as a nugget last night. Mm. Did you hear what I asked Malone? Uh, I heard. No, remind me. Because I, I, I listened I asked to some him, of the where do you stand on Bones? And he said, I stand with Bones. <laughs> <laughs> this is the drive on the fan. It's over.